Hey everybody, how you doing? It's JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work Podcast. How are you? This is day 11. Day 11? What are you? What are you? It's day 11. Day 11 is a big social media fast. Uh, for the next 40 days, I'm blacking out the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook. And I'm intentionally now moving into people's faces, right? Saying hello on the phone, face-to-face. Doing things that I don't normally do with, because of the damn social and the likes and the thumbs up and the stupid hearts and the damn emojis. Today, Ryan King. Ryan King, fascinating guy, uh, was, a, was a pastor. And then something happened to him. And, it, and he got out of the pastor business and moved into bigger and better things. And he's got a hell of a story that he's going to lay out to you because it's all about transformation, man. We all have our own transformative moments. That's all there is to it. So Ryan King is up as next. Hey, if you need me, I'm JR, JRman.com. M-A-H-O-N is the last name. I'm JR at JRman.com. I am a spiritual director and mentor. Whatever you're doing, whatever's going on in your life, um, I can help you move forward. You're stuck. Your career's dead-ended. Your relationships are shot. You got a ton of fear. You're dealing with anxiety, worry. What's next? What's next, ma'am? I'm your guy. Uh, JRman.com. JRman.com. I love you. Here is Ryan King. Okay, so tell us who you are. Who are you? Because people are listening. They don't know who that. Like, I'm going to introduce you, like, before. Uh, did like, we I'm gonna, start? Yeah, we started. So oh. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I thought we were just talking. Welcome to my podcast. With microphones in our mouths. I had a, I got somebody today called, and we're like five minutes in. They're like, yo, dude, you're recording, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that. Okay. My so name's Ryan. Your name is Ryan. Yes. What do you do? What What's your thing? Uh, I do edification and philanthropy for an organization called Edify. So when, okay, so that's like, that's like, you're like helping the world. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. We we uh, improve and expand Christ-centered education globally amongst the poor. So, so wherever there's, you know, kind of a, per, a people that are impoverished, mm-hmm. not a lot of education stuff going down. Yep. Here comes Edify. Yeah, and, but... There's really like an education revolution happening around the world, and we're not the ones starting it. There's these amazing people, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, who are just living in dire poverty that are like, yo, we got to do something for our kids. And their heart, their faith, their passion, they start a little school, kitchen, abandoned building, church office, whatever it be. And they get this school going, two, 10, 20, 30 kids. Then comes Edify, and we go, yo, let us help you. Let us help you be part of your dream becoming a reality. So the idea is we're going to find existing educational communities. Yes. And just pour into that. Yeah. Thing. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And and obviously there's a Christ-centered thing to it, right? There's a center yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean, our kids are of any faith, no faith. That's all good. We're not worried about where, what faith background they're coming from. Our, it's just our curriculum comes from a Christ-centered point of view. And I... I, I Christ-centered different than Christian, Christ-centered in terms of a, a worldview. How do you view math, science, arithmetic, reading, writing from a Christ-centered, a loving, a divine point of view versus just attaching Bible study and discipleship class Yeah, like some kind of like dogmatic, yeah. all the students must believe that yeah, he yeah. did nope. something, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. Um, how would, because uh, some of my listeners know me through my compassion projects, how would compassion and edify differ? How would compassion and edify differ? We actually partner with compassion. We partner with World Vision. We partner with a lot of these organizations. So they'd probably differ in that edify is focused solely on education. Yeah. yeah. Much like you're never going to get a cheeseburger at Chick-fil-A. 
Edify does microfinance, training, and education technology. Oh, so this is a big deal. Yeah. We, we, we do those three things. Yeah. And uh, in my opinion, sort of as still an outsider, new to Edify a year and a half, we, we do those three things well, and we really work hard on doing those things well. And what we don't do well, we make sure we have partners. We have like 37 partners around the world, I think, right now that help us help the schools do the other things the schools need because we don't do everything that the schools need. So compassion might be a partner in an area because kids need to eat, kids need to have water, or they're not going to be able to learn. So we'll work together. I needed uh, alcohol and pot when I was in high school to there learn. You go. Just so you, I mean, that yeah. was I needed not skittles a, and girls. <laughs> yeah, that was not a thing for Edify. That's, yeah. Not, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not. That's not a thing. thing. Yeah, that's, that's not a thing. Um, alcohol, pot, skittles, or girls. <laughs> None of those are things for Edify. When I was in high school, uh, like I was. There was like two, three years where it was like I didn't even know I was in high school. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Yo, dude, you're in eleventh grade now." I where like, am really? I? Really? No kidding. Okay. Um, before Edify, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. First off, you're like you're you changed the world. Guys, like you're changing oh, the world. That's a weird sentence. Say you changed the world. I'm part of a movement that's creating some transformation around no, the world. I mean, come on, you're you're doing something that I know. do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, and you travel all over the you travel all over the world, right? All you, over the world. You're yeah. like Africa, uh, Latin America. I haven't, I haven't gone to India, but we we work in India. Yeah, I, I, I'll go there sometime soon. India is supposed to be life changing. Like, I can't I, wait. Content, I, the amount of people I know that have been to India and have come back and like looked at me, they're like, uh, I wish I would have went to yeah. India when I was ten. I'm so excited because it's just dawning on me as we're talking right now that. My spiritual journey is preparing me to visit these places and that Edify will be a vehicle that takes me there. But yeah. that God's getting me ready spiritually to see the divine in all people, all faiths, so that as I travel, I can recognize the divine in the people that all right, I All right, so settle into that. Okay, so th- that sentence right there doesn't doesn't come easy, right? That's a no, hard, that, that's, that, that, that sentence is two years of grinding it out. Okay, so two years ago, where were you? I was the lead pastor for Inland Hills Community Church. Although two, we're, what month we're in January, yeah, nineteen. Yeah. So so we I I'm two years into the lead pastor. Sorry, I'm two months in to the lead pastor of Inland Hills Community Church in Fallbrook, California. And that was a plant. That was a plant, and that but that two months prior to that, it was it had been in a uh, new song Inland Hills. We had just recently. Uh, come out of New Song, split with New Song, whatever you want to say, uh, and have become our own 501c3 entity that, now, I, that I was leading. Church planners, for the record, only because I've dealt with a few in my time. I mean, this is a grind. This is not a job. Like people who are like, oh, you're a pastor. Oh, you're going to plan a church. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. This is not a job, though, for the... The, no, people I ask, mean, people ask, what do you do besides preach? And I'm like, how long do you have? It's 24 seven. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. Cause there's a fundraising. It's really piece. hard to turn off. Yeah. There's a fun in the fundraising piece is this is like, you're smiling in front of everybody. Yeah. Like you can't be pissed. You can't flip the guy off in the five. No. Nope. Cause he might give you a check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so he cuts you off and hi, do you have an extra 50? Right. <laughs> so there's that. Then there's the congregational piece that you're just trying to get people in the door. Yeah. The neighborhood piece. Yeah. yeah. There's the marketing. Yeah. The the communications. Signs. Si- mailings. St- staff. Like there's a because yeah. th- there's a yeah. small staff. And yeah. then on top of that, 
you're throwing down 45 minutes a Sunday, yeah. which means when do you study? Yeah. So church planning for me, like people will say, like, because I'll, I'll literally say, I spent three decades in the broadcast industry, mm-hmm. right? Working in newsrooms that were hardened newsrooms. And so then people are like, hey, can you juxtaposition, you know, church life to broadcast? I'm like, I think, I think pastoring a church, it might be worse worse of a crazy ass environment than than some of the newsrooms in this country like for real because it is a it is a it's a hard job right i mean that's that's ultimately what i'm saying what it, you're, yeah, you're i mean every every job. job's got its stuff it's yeah. definitely it's definitely a job i mean you are you are depending on the size of your church you're you're a counselor to 100 200 300 people you're the leader of a nonprofit organization that's marketing and raising money and has a staff and your pastor so you are the voice of God, quote unquote. That's a part that I really became to dislike. But for many people, you are... Well, back up, back up. So yeah. you, I mean, what you're saying is, like, in terms of what you're doing, your word becomes kind of a law at some level, right? Uh, yeah. at some, And depending on the person is depending on the level, of course. But man, you know, you walk into a room and you say something, you know, those people are all from your church. It carries a weight. It carries a huge weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, what does pastor have to say about that? I mean, in, in some sense, you become pastor. So you're so you're planting this church, and you're sold out to the cause. You're not sold out. I'm all in. You're not insincere. You're like, hey, nope, man, nope. I love this work. I love the people. I met you a year and a half, two years ago, somewhere in there, and g- great dude. You know, I mean, like, great. Our our relationship, our friendship, fantastic stuff. You and I, yeah, three yeah. years ago. That's how. That's we how we met three years ago. That's how good of friends we are. That you remember half of it. Damn. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'll, it's I'll, all good. I'll seek direction. Somewhere you're uh, else. 52 now. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me tell you. See, your memory stopped two years ago, so oh you're good. My gosh. Oh my. Has it been three years uh, since we met? It's all good. Okay. Um. Well, whatever. So. Um. So. But sooner, but you you've transformatively you marched through some serious ebbs and blows in here. Yes. When did and what I'm talking about is coming off of the pastorate, right? Okay. Is that is that that I mean that's fair to say like your, like your transformation was coming up. So like for people out there that because I have a particularly in my practice I have a lot I deal with a lot of pastors. I have a lot of like I don't know if they call them ex pastors themselves. I was like a marine. Once you're a marine, you're always a marine. I don't, you know, it's like my my thing with Triple X Church. I've never have come out of the business. I'm still kind of stuck in there somewhere. So when did you and what did you start to go through internally in your mind and your spirit as you came out of that experience? Yeah. First explosion is I've is I've lost myself, like my own personal identity, and I've lost sight of marriage and parenting that was that was june 17 yeah full-time pastor i'm on a two-week vacation i'm a you know you're you're in week two so you're actually thinking slightly clearly for the one time a year you know you get this two-week vacation um and i'm not talking down to that i mean it's awesome that you even get a two-week vacation but i'm just saying you know for me it's like your brain's getting clearer and I'm going, oh my gosh, like, who am I? Like, what happened to my marriage? And, you know, wh- like, 
do my kids know me beyond the church? And there's a piece of it. There's a piece of it, if I remember. It just pieces. There's a there's a theological piece too, because you yeah. started to see scripture. So, so that's too. that's June. That's June 17. Yep. That led me to sabbatical, July so July August September 17. I read a book called Pagan Christianity. A friend gave it to me like 10 years ago. Said, "Don't ever read this book. It'll screw up your life." So I took his advice, and I just was put he it, a pastor that gave it to you? He wasn't. He was a missionary out in Mozambique, very involved in the church. Never a pastor but very involved in the church and ministry. And but he knew it was in there. He knew he knew what was in there. So I took his advice. I never read it. I put it on the shelf Yeah. for like a good seven, eight years. I'm sitting on my couch wondering what the heck. I'm on sabbatical. Like such an odd thing for the working people out there to, you know, in, only in the pastor world do you get this two, three-month break where you're paid. You know, it's a leave of absence, but a positive leave of absence. And uh, it's like, you know... Uh, paternity break, but you don't have a baby to take care of. So you're just like, what am I going to do? And I look over my bookshelf and it's like this, this is a, um, the version of pagan Christianity. I had a red, red outer cover and it felt like a red flashing light on my, on my bookshelf. I was like, Oh, maybe it's time to read that book for good or bad. That book began the process that led me out of the pastorship. Cause I can remember one of the first conversations of it. And it's okay. If I talk about that, mm-hmm. one of the first conversations you and I had was the word pastor. Like you, yeah. you right away identified with, Hey man, that's not even in, that's not a, like a real thing. Like, yeah, like don't quote me on this, but I've heard that like the word pastor wasn't even the Bible before the thirties, you know, that, that it, shepherds in there a couple of times, but we changed it. What is that? Like Ephesians four, right around Somewhere there, in there yeah. that we changed it. And you hear people quote it all the time now, but we changed it, and we put pastor instead of shepherd in that Ephesians 4, and we just ran with it. Yeah, well, you know? we've and done that a lot with a lot of things. Yeah, we've done that with a lot of words. But, 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 so this, just, this, this book just opened me up to, like, wait, is the thing that my entire universe revolves around even real? Or did we make it up? It's not like your faith is bullshit. It's just no, like there's no. a construct here, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I it's walk a, outside and I see the divine. Right. So I'm not having a crisis of faith at all. Right. I'm having a crisis of career. Just my career is connected to my faith in a sense. And was it, do you think it's, um, do you, did you beat on yourself then at that point? Like, oh my gosh, like, what, what, what am I doing? Or, or Yeah, and, and very back and forth. Very back and forth of like, wait, how did I get into this? Like, how has no one ever talked to me about this before? Like, how are there millions of people in this? And then flip. And like, wait, am I wrong? Like, am I going crazy? Is everyone else right? And then flip. Like, yo, like, why is no one else? Like, why is everyone else just okay with this system? Like, why is no one else bringing this up? You know? So twofold. One is the wisdom of the book some real grounded scriptural kind of differences the way you were taught, the way that was coming out. And, mm-hmm. and believe me, man, it's 2018. So there's like, uh, we know the scriptures probably better than we've ever known them. But there's also been this like 80 year period where everybody's really got to tap in now into original language, original mm-hmm. translation. And 2018, well, the last maybe five years has been like a real, like everybody going, hey, <laughs> Maybe we read this wrong. Hold on one second. Yeah. Maybe we got some of this wrong. And that's not to say, because I know some people will listen to me and they'll write me and they'll be like, hey, devil, <laughs> like, you know, stop that. You know, 
but what I'm what I'm saying is there's there's an essence that was inside of you that started to really come alive. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't just a bunch of words in a book or or the word pastor hmm. that got you to raise. I, your I moved head. on. The, I moved on. To be honest, I never even finished the book. So that's interesting. Yeah, I got like three quarters of the way through, and I was like, "All right, Spirit's doing something in me. Holy Spirit's doing something in me." It's like not that like it wasn't about the book. I didn't need the book anymore. Three quarters of the way through it, put it down. Began talking about it to a lot of people. Some friends gave me other books written by this person, and that was the thing that would like blow my mind. Is other pastors be like, "Oh, there's oh yeah, I've read that. There's other great books by that person." And I'm like, "How are you still doing what you do?" But you've read this. I tried to start a little group. Me, I gathered some other pastors together to talk about it. Never really material. We got together once or twice, but it never really materialized anything. But but whatever was going on inside of me, uh, I I couldn't. It's like the the books didn't matter anymore. Some they were they were the they were the match. Yeah, the, the, it lit a fire. Yeah, I was gonna say that, and and that's often the case, right? For mm-hmm. me, and we talked about like my bridge that I've crossed a couple times. It was like realizing that not being hooked into the evangelical landscape was okay. Like that was like a light bulb that went off in my head. It was like, wait, this is okay. Like, how is this okay? Cause for, I mean, I wasn't a church kid. I didn't go to Bible camp. Is there a Bible camp a thing? I didn't go to I'm Bi- sure Bible camp's a thing. I didn't go to that. I didn't, I didn't go to seminary. Uh, I would never worked in a church, but because of the nonprofits that I was involved in, it was very connected. So for me somewhere, it was like, as I crossed the bridge, it was, Okay. I was okay to not have that structurally around me. Yeah, that was a really hard journey for me. Well, you ended up leaving the pastorate. I did. But just even that beginning journey of like, it's okay not to go to church on Sunday. You can go to, you, you can not go to church and follow God. Like, no, eh. you know, you're breaking the rules. Yeah, you had a lot. What what is that oh like inside gosh. your head? What are you doing inside your head? Like once I'm you I'm freaking leave, out. Yeah. Once you because le- leaving the pastor was immensely difficult. Incredible. I mean, first off, you felt like you were letting the world down. You know, I dedicated time, energy, money, agony to becoming a pastor. I'm an assistant pastor. I'm a campus pastor. I'm finally a lead. I made it. I'm a lead pastor. You know, I, I made it. I literally remember telling someone my whole life has been about the next step and I've arrived. And people thought, and for the record, you were a damn good, like you were a damn good pastor. You're great. You, and you still, you still are. You're yeah. a great, you're a great speaker. I, I mean, love no people. Whole- I love to speak for some reason. There was a good amount of people that loved, like to listen. And, uh, I appreciate, I appreciated that. But man, when, when I looked at scripture and what we had set up, I couldn't reconcile the two. I could, I had, I, and it was just, it was, it wasn't when, it wasn't if I was going to get out, it was when I was going to get out. So the tear becomes what's going on inside of me, what we have set up as a church structurally, conceptually, what the American church is, what it isn't, a little bit of scripture mixed in there, some, some burning desire in there. And then boom, you're like, if I don't leave, I'm going to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the big, the, one of the big linchpins was money. My personal finances are tied up in this. And as I spoke vision to people of what could be, because the first step wasn't to leave. The first step was, can I change the church to become something different than what it is? Good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) Can I, can (laughs) that work? Well, I'm, I'm young enough and naive enough to give it a try. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, but I, and the church was small. You know, once I started having these revelations, of course, people are walking out the door each weekend. So you know, so we're half our size, and I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot. But we, I could not honestly. Every conversation, even I had with people that were into it, we couldn't figure it out because you had those that were paid and those that weren't. Right. Right. And I go, oh, maybe that's why they didn't pay anybody in scripture. So the deal is, is the more you become, quote unquote, radical or rogue. Yeah, the let's, more go with, people, let's go with rogue. Okay. Radical, radical feels yeah. like I'm, do, I'm being, you know, I'm too cool of a guy. I'm okay. just rogue. Okay, so the more rogue you become, the more people are like, oh, we're out. Yeah. And then you finally get to... Well, a, you're like, you know, we're like 250. I go on sabbatical and like 100 people leave just because I'm not there. So that's the first red flag. Like, wait, I'm not going to be there for six months. Sorry, sorry, six... Uh, not even six, six weeks. Yeah, Excuse me. Whoa, six sorry. Weeks, six I'm weeks. not going to be there for six weeks. Then I'm going to be back, but I'm just not going to be preaching for another four. And you're out in two weeks. Like you, these are some people I thought were like, we're like friends. Yeah. We're in this together. Well, it's obviously two you're, weeks later you're yeah, out. You're so it's obviously you're keeping them alive at yeah. some level. Well, and and then obviously they would have a different story. There's all two always two sides of the coins. But the number of stories that came out about why I was on sabbatical. Yeah, were numerous. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's like that's like a, a book right there. Yeah. So yeah, and believe me, there's a lot of dudes listening to this that 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 are yeah. getting that, and 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 I get that, and I've seen it, I've I've seen over. And again, it's not it's not anybody right, it's not anybody wrong. Like no. there's there's not these big there's not these big uh, you know oppositional forces that are, are want to categorize right and wrong. They can, they can. He was an idiot. What he mm-hmm. did, but the bottom line was you. You were, you were, you had to get up and out because something inside of you was like, yo, man, you got to move into a different kind of a, what, what do you, what do you want to call it? A level of maturity, a transformative understanding, a new consciousness. Like, what do you, what do you, how do you quantify it? How do you think of that? I think like it, God was doing, the divine yeah. was doing something in you. I mean, can we, can we, can we be corny and use the word woke? Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Like, the Lord was like, yo, let's, let's, let's wake up. And see it for what it is. And that's not to call it wrong. Just see it for what it is. And, you know, a big thing in this whole journey, I said, listen, I'm not saying I'm right. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying this is what I'm seeing. It means to follow the divine, to follow Christ. And, and I'm, I don't think that I'm supposed to be in this role anymore. Yeah. So I tried to do that little... Uh, stage of let's change this all up and I realize no one's into it besides me at the end of the day. Yeah, which goes back to like, and I've told you this story, like one of my great spiritual teachers looking at me going, hey, when you go back home, don't talk about this shit with anybody because nobody (laughs) nobody cares. Well, and you see that in like right after, so I resigned, my last was like May, uh, March 25th, 2017 and we had this, gosh man, think about this stuff. We had this whole thing planned where, you know, I'm going to talk and then someone else is going to come and talk, then we're going to go to worship, and I'm just going to disappear to make it easy on people. I literally did that. I faded slowly to the back of the sanctuary during worship, and I just walked out of the sanctuary by yeah, myself. Yeah. Wow, dude. To make it easy on everybody else. Dude, I don't know why. It sounds so dramatic, yeah. but also I mean, so my, heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. And it's, it's so melodramatic, so not dramatic and dramatic when you say it. But, you know, one of my biggest heartbreaks was like, my job's tied into other people's faith. Oof. Like, oh, the weight of that? Like, the weight that if I decide to change professions, 
other people are going to question the existence of God. I'm like, what the have we done? Yeah, it's a big deal. Like you're like that whole sentence there is a big. And again, you and again, and this is not a beat on the evangelical church uh, podcast. No, whatsoever. And I think everybody who the listens church does me, so many good things around the they world. They really do, man. They really do. And like we always talk about, like the guru says to the student, yo, you got to go back into the village. And for me, for me, I know that's, you know, hovering in and around yeah. church land. But I don't know if we're going to make there. But just so everyone knows, I'm back at church. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. I thought I would be out of church forever. I moved. I moved to an area to sort of, you know, because I was living in the area I was pastoring in. So I, I, you know, one of the reasons we moved was just for a fresh start. Uh, it wasn't the reason. There was a catalyst that moved us, which was the beach. But then one of the, you know, the ocean. But then, good catalyst. Yeah. But then in doing it, we we're like, oh, at least we get a fresh start also. I moved for a fresh start thinking I'll never go to an organized church again. And now one of my best friends is a pastor. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come here to speak. Yeah. And now you're in. Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not going to do the thing. We're not going to join and like be part of a small group and stuff. But we're in, and we'll support the vision. Well, I think I think more to the point is the maturity and transformation in you has allowed you to be again inclusive to everything. You know, Every, yeah, e- even that which I used to reject. Yeah, 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 and that's funny, right? Because yeah. most times your story, and and again, there is you know, again, I it it's such a weird thing when it comes to how we think about pastors, evangelical pastors, like you can't transform. Like if, if you're, if you're to transform beyond the pulpit, there's something wrong with you, dude, you know, and, and we don't do a really good job at like really understanding that if you're doing your job, you probably will transform beyond the pulpit and then somebody else's turn. Right. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is, this is, and I'm not saying it's a revolving door because for those of you who are listening that are been pastors for 30 years, the same church, God bless you. I'm not saying anything wrong, but I'm just like, there, there is an evolution in faith, there, and if there's not, I mean, what the hell does your life look like if there's not an evolution of your faith? I, mean, I think that's one. Of, that's thing. That's one of the hardest parts of pastoring, is that you're going through constant because you're the one diving in. You're all in. It's your life. It's your livelihood. You're diving deep into the study. You know, a forty-five minute sermon is one tenth of what you've could speak on because of all the study you've done all week. Right. You know, and so, and, and really I, I'm down to like 25 minute sermons because that's all, in my opinion, people can handle, you know, we just can't take in too much. So I I'm just tweet to, mine. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just trimming and trimming and trimming throughout my pastorate, just giving people that nugget and building on it a little bit. But that was my big thing. Like, like, wait, I give you 52 inspirational like, what's the point? Like, 52 inspirational things a year? I remember my wife and I started, after my sermons, people would go, man, I love that sermon. We'd start saying, what part? And people just blank stare. That part where you said that thing about God was yeah. really great. It, that scripture? I love that I love scripture that reference. Scripture. I love that That's scripture. That's my favorite scripture. <laughs> so, um, so let's say there's guys listening right now. Yeah. Pastors, staff guys ministry staff guys, maybe even a missionary or two. And, and they're, and they've got the thing going like there's a, there's a little spark there, but they're not, they don't want the full weight of this machine coming down on top of them and pointing at them like, Hey, Hey, rogue guy, we're going to kick your ass in the parking lot. What is your advice to them 
to know that they're not alone or know that they, they probably do need to start the engine and move forward. What If, if something's already sparked in them, life is in following that spark. Like we, we, we get worried about the people crushing us as a rogue agent, you know what I mean? Finding us out and taking us out to the parking lot and beating us up because we're rogue. But like that's where life is. It was so scary. I felt like I was letting everyone down. I'm quitting my job. You know, I had a conversation with my wife where she'd be like, so like we sacrificed and spent tens of thousands of dollars for you to become a pastor. Tr- moved across the country, Pennsylvania to California, and you don't want to do it anymore? <laughs> like what? This was before, you know, she she was woke before me, but she had a, she had a momentary crisis and then she continued to be woke because she got, you know, she's my the most amazing person out there. She, she just understood it before I did. She didn't need to read the book. She got it. Well, and I think what's funny about what you just said is, I mean, when we were doing Triple X Church and we did all that other, all those other ministries, it was kind of assumed that we were going broke. And then mm-hmm. now I look back in hindsight and I look at guys that are, you know, in that kind of development or phase and I look at them and I go, no, that's not a thing. It's not a thing to be broke and, and having to like cash in every fiber of your being to do this thing. That's, that's not it. But, but, but go back to, go back to you talking to those guys that have got fire in them. Right yeah. Now. It's, it's just life's life's in the, in the spark, you know, if the Lord, if the spirit, if the divine has lit something inside of you, that's where life is. How do they listen to it? What are they, what are some practical, like touchable steps that they can do? The best thing for me was also to d- d- disconnect. It was the best way I listened. Silence, elongated times of silence, getting out to the forest or the coast, depending on where you live, the lake, so taking where you are. So taking at. time to really listen to what's going on. Yeah, get out into creation and get away from the podcasts. Don't bring your, don't bring your phone, you know? No music, no laptop. No iPhone. None eventually, of that. like eventually, they have to divorce themselves from all of that anyway. Yeah. So the practical steps for you were to go, "Hey, I'm out," and so yep. you did that. So on the other side of outness, mm-hmm. once you're out, and you had a great support system because I well, I know those guys around you; they were fantastic, incredible. So are they identifying those people? Like if they're to that point and they're going to have the sentence, like, "Hey, on this date." They need people there, right? I mean, they need like a, a couple guy, a couple people. Yeah, you're gonna need. I mean, a co- and this is the craziest thing to be about. Some of the best people that helped me for this were pastors themselves, because they got it. Yeah, they understood at, at a deeper level whether they agreed uh, with me or whether they admitted that they agreed with me might be another way to say it. Or even if they disagree with me, they knew what it was like to love people, because pastors do love people well. And they, and so those, so if we're, if we're talking about some pastors looking to get out, don't be afraid to confide in some other pastors. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, and I like what you said, this wasn't a crisis of faith. No, this was a maturity and a transformation standpoint because you, you, I know you and you love the divine more than you probably ever have in your oh life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It, you know, you stop being a pastor, you stop going to church and people think you've lost your faith. And I'm like, I'm closer to Jesus than I've ever been. I tell that to people all the time because people tend to hear me as spiritual director yeah. in what I do, and they tend to think I'm a universalist. Yeah, no, and, you're not. And I look at them and I say, 
dude, if you hang out with me for more than a day, you'll get my tie to the wisdom tradition of Christ in mm-hmm. like a second and a half. I mean, it's very, I'm wherever a tide. But with that said, I also see Christ in everything. I don't, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I have great Hindu friends. I see Christ there, you know, and, and it's, I have a great Buddhist friend, right? And you listening, I know you're listening to me, my Buddhist friend, and you know who you are. The, and like, I see Christ in him. Like, I can't, I can't help it. So leaving the the past, and that's the deal, right? Leaving the pastorate, especially evangelical landscape, t- two thousand eighteen, you're marked. Like, <laughs> you're, oh my gosh, like, hey. I can't. We we could get some people in this room here that would have some interesting things to say about me. <laughs> that's the next podcast. Who is Ryan King? Yeah. Up next. Okay. I mean, I became a heretic. Thank God. I became. You know, <laughs> I, I went to to a lot of people. I went crazy. You know. The, that man, the things that were said about me, and yeah, you know, I, nobody's ever said anything about me. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. You're in a you're in good, great company. I mean, you're in you're. I mean, they killed Jesus, so just I'm exactly. always grateful they didn't kill me. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're 32 minutes in. I only do 30 minutes on this thing. So part of this exercise over the next 40 days is to gather people that I really enjoy and love. Uh, I love you, man. I thank you so much for your friendship. I thank you so much for what you've done. For my spiritual practice, um, you have been, I mean, without a doubt, a massive uh, a massive point of learning for me. So I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate all your friends that you, you have helped get to this table. Um, I love your wife. I love your kids. I love your journey. Like, I can't imagine. And I say this every time, because I've been doing this 11 days since I went social media dark. Um it's just been a great experience. So thank you for being my friend. Now, tell everybody how they can get to Edify. How do they get to Edify? Because if you're listening and you want something to put your money in this this year, and it's early 2019, and you got to do it because you're making a big difference, don't tie to the church. Give to Edify. How do they get to Edify? Edify.org. They can email me, rking at edify.org. Uh, Facebook edifies on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, LinkedIn, it's all over the place. But. All right, do it. Don't be stooges out there, man. If you're looking, again, another way to connect face-to-face with people beyond the digital stuff is to really tap it. Do you get, if you, uh, like my Compassion Kids, I like get stuff in the mail and I mm-hmm. see what my money's doing. I'm sure we you We take guys, people to see it. Oh, you that's take what I, people. That's what I would say. If like if you want something to rock your world and you need, you need you're looking for something to spark inside of you, Let's go to Guatemala. Okay, so here's let's go to okay. Dominican. So here's let's how we'll challenge. Africa. If you want to go to Guatemala with Ryan, that yeah. that's a thing. That's a thing. Let's okay. go. So April, August, let's go. Okay, so Guatemala with Ryan. He's a good dude. I'm sure you're a good traveling companion. You don't like, you're not like, you're not like doing weird stuff on the road. Right? No, I'm yeah. good. You're We're good. good. You're good. You're buying a meal probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Meals right. are on me. Right. Meals are on you. Yeah. Okay. I'm so not going to talk to you on the plane. <laughs> Well, I might once. I might once. <laughs> I'm going to leave you alone. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Ryan will pay for a meal while in Guatemala, and you'll get to see some really rad people that are, uh, that are in love with you because you're in love with them. Okay, dude, I appreciate it uh, so very much. Um, thanks for coming on. Love you, brother. Big Daddy Ryan King. Uh, well, we're going to do a part two on that. We, uh, after we shut the podcast down, we were like, hey, man, we got probably got a few more things to talk about when it comes to... 
understanding transformation and the expectations that uh, happen once you step out of a job like being a pastor and on into other things because it can be a bloody process. So uh, we'll do uh, another Ryan King next week. Look for that. Um, day, what's tomorrow? Day 12. Day 12. So tomorrow we'll see you on day 12. If you need me, I'm JR Man. Uh, .com, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. I'm J-R at J-R-Man.com if you need to talk to a spiritual director or a mentor. Um, man, do I love you, and I appreciate you uh, on my journey and in, in diving into my passion. I'll talk to you tomorrow.